You're listening to the Embrace Simplified podcast, where you will be inspired to unlock simpler, healthier ways to live your life. I'm a corporate ladder climber turned entrepreneur on a mission to help busy women feel their best. I'm bringing you real conversation with all my favorites, and we're talking wellness, relationships, money, business, career, and even parenting. I want you to laugh and cry, learn and grow right alongside me. I'm your host, Kirsty. Let's keep it real. Pour your coffee and turn it up. Together, we are going to simplify our life. Hey guys, welcome back to the Embrace Simplified podcast. I hope that you're all having a great fall. I hope that you have just been taking a few moments for yourself when you can, where you can, because I know that we can get wrapped up in all the new schedules and all of the things to do with back to school. And then we blink and all of a sudden it's holiday. And holiday can demand a lot from us too. As as moms and parents, we can be, oh my gosh, anything from stuff at the school to stuff with extended family, planning, present buying, all the things. It can be a lot, right? So, I'm going to talk today to you guys about incorporating traditions and we talk a lot. I talk a lot when it comes to like health and wellness about your rituals and how you can like, you know, habit stack things together to make them stick. But today I'm going to talk about more like traditions that you can create within your family and how this ties in to having more fun and bringing more ease into your life, right? Because we're all about embracing a more simplified life. And how we do that is sometimes taking the guesswork out of things, eliminating the need for a lot of decisions, (laughs) creating things that kind of just run smoothly in the home. And I have not really talked about traditions and they're so important to me. So first I'll go back a little bit and talk to you. So I want you guys to think of something When I say what I'm going to say, think of the tradition that you associate with that. So if I say Christmas, if I say December or August or fall or your birthday, there's probably these like moments that are popping up in your mind that you know you're going to do. Like you're going to go to the orchard and pick apples every fall or you're going to get together with your extended family and have a big gift exchange in December. Something like that probably pops out to you. And those are great traditions. Those are amazing. And we want to create traditions because that creates connection and memories and a beautiful bond, especially with our children. And what I think is so cool is that when I realized that I, it was now my responsibility to create traditions for my family, That was like a really cool moment for me. And I took that very seriously. In some cases, when I was a new mom, I actually took it way too far. My example that I always talk about is birthday parties. So I went all out for those first couple of birthdays. And then my son came along and I started to try and go all out for his and I felt tapped. That's when I started to really experience what I refer to as this like epic burnout that I had, right? And so I started to reevaluate things. And one of the the pivotal moments in my journey to embracing a more simplified life was actually calling the company where I had booked like a, a real life Batman to come to, to a birthday party, calling them and canceling the Batman. And that will forever for it's going to forever be 
imprinted in my mind as one of my critical steps in embracing a simplified life. So anyways, <laughs> all that to say, I hit a breaking point with birthdays. I had gone too far. And what I've realized over the last maybe three or four years is that I can build in traditions and really special things that happen like clockwork without it being too expensive or too time consuming for me or too stressful. I can do it despite those things. So when I asked my kids what kind of traditions stand out to them, it was really interesting what I heard. And so here's your first bit of homework is the next time you're brushing your kid's hair or just doing something really peaceful and quiet, ask them, hey, you know, like explain to them what traditions and, and rituals look like. And then say like, what are the ones that stand out to you about Christmas time? Or what stands out to you about what we did in the summer that we do every year? And see what they say. One of the things that my kids always say is dance parties. We don't do enough of them. They love when we do them. And they actually have very clear memories of times that we've done them. So dance party in the kitchen is kind of a tradition. And that's really cool because anyone can do that at any time. You know, it doesn't take a lot of planning. It doesn't take money. It doesn't take anything, right? They obviously feel a lot of joy in that moment. And so it stands out to them. So I love checking in with them to find out what what really resonates. They also have big memories about jingle jammies. That's what we call holiday pajamas. They love getting them every year. They love wearing them every year. They love like the pictures in front of the Christmas tree (laughs) wearing them. That's a tradition for sure in our family. Charcuterie boards, (laughs) like kid-friendly charcuterie boards are also pretty much a staple around any holiday or celebration in our home. So that also stands out to them. And again, guys, these aren't crazy things, right? They're really simple. I would love to know what some of the things are that you do in your home. So I hope that if you're listening to this, you'll take a screenshot, share it online, and let me know what some of your traditions are I really just believe that they're so special and create such a connection. And I hope that for years to come, long after my children have moved out, that, you know, showing up at mom's or showing up at their place with charcuterie board to celebrate something is just what we do just because we've always done it. So I feel like at this time of year, it's such a perfect point in time to pause and really think about how you want your holiday to feel and how you want December to feel and your time off around the holidays if you have it to feel. And be really intentional if you want it to feel slow and calm and cozy, or if you want it to feel like loud and filled with people, you get to choose, right? It's That's a beautiful part of it is you get to choose. And so if you say you'd, I'll give you an example, say you want it to feel really relaxed then that means that you are going to need to find time weeks before Christmas to wrap all of your gifts. Because the last thing you're going to want to do on Christmas Eve is hide yourself away and wrap presents because you'll feel rushed. It won't feel relaxed. You won't be with the family, all the things. So that's how I mean when we say like choosing and then having intention. It's like, doesn't mean that any of it's easier, okay? It actually might in some ways feel harder at first because you're having to like pre-plan and really think about every move that you make to create the feeling. But over time, it is gonna become easier. And that's the beauty of traditions is 
once you find something that really works for you, you don't have to like recreate, you don't have to, you know, go get the Pinterest board set up for everything because you just know what makes you feel good, you know, what's going to be easy. For me around birthdays now, I've found what works for us. We have a few staple items that we like pull out every year that we use for birthdays and we just wipe them, wash them, whatever, put them away and bring them out the next year. Okay, so they're becoming part of the traditions. About a month beforehand, I ask, you know, the questions around like, do you want a special theme or do you want, is there anything that you really would love to get for your birthday? So we have those kind of discussions, which can be also kind of a tradition in its own way. And we keep the decorations really simple. We ask kind of like, what are the three things that are going to make it feel like a really really fun birthday and then we just knock those things off sometimes it's like I really want to go to the park or I'd like to visit the farm or I just want to be with the family once you ask I think you'll be really surprised to find out what it is that's going to really make it successful when it comes to any holiday any celebration or tradition or anything and what the beauty of asking first means that when the day has finished and the weekend is passed or the birthday is passed you can say you know i remember you told me that these three things were going to make it really great and i'm so glad we could have those three things happen and so you really get to come like it's a full circle thing right where you get to either for yourself okay this is what i wanted the holidays to feel like and look we did it or for your kids or your spouse or your family members it really works in any way so that's my kind of all my thoughts on tradition. It's like, how do you want it to feel? What, how can you plan to make that feeling happen? Be really intentional throughout it by asking before and after what's important and having fun with it and not making it something really elaborate. If this is the year where going to the orchard or going to see like the drive through pumpkins or the drive through Santa or whatever it is, it's just not in the budget this year. That doesn't mean that you still can't have like beautiful memories and traditions that are made. And I would actually nudge you. <laughs> I would challenge you. I'm going to use the word challenge to find some traditions that can happen every single year for your family around the holidays that aren't going to cost a lot of money or that aren't going to be reliant on the world being open. <laughs> because otherwise we know now that if a lockdown happens or we can't go traveling or, you know, someone is like just their jobs are changing or whatever, that you don't want it to be reliant on that. I think that's really important. This year, I want to give back to a specific group of people in my community and I'm kind of figuring out the right way to be able to give back to them. And I hope that giving back to the community in some way around the holidays is part of my family traditions. But first, I'm just going to go slow and I'm going to see what works for us and, and what works for the organization. And when I know how we can give and the impact that I want to make, then I can kind of build that into our traditions. But right now, that's a thing that I'm doing. That's just, it's really about me and the impact that I want to make and then I will build that into our traditions but you know going out and shopping for a toy and donating that toy with your kids it's a beautiful tradition going for a walk in your neighborhood and you know seeing all the Christmas lights or making hot chocolate at home from scratch those kind of things that are, are simple but so meaningful to our children 
Those are the things I really want you to challenge yourself to find this year if you don't already have them. One of the things that I that always comes up for me when I'm thinking about traditions is these lists. And I'm so guilty when my kids were young of doing these lists. So if you haven't seen them or you haven't, you know, maybe you have even done one yourself or do them. But it's the list, like the bucket list by season of like things to do. And when I see those bucket lists now, they actually give me a little bit of anxiety. Like I feel a little bit uneasy when I see them because I used to put that pressure on myself. If a list that seems manageable, (laughs) that doesn't stress you out, if that works for you and your family, great. But if the list is stressing you out, if the like 24 days of kindness is causing you to stay up super late to prepare for the next day, if the advent calendar is something that you find yourself like whining about to your mom or your best friend, then it's not the right tradition. The goal is for them to happen because they are joyful and special, but it's not for them to cause stress. And it's not like... For you to be like, oh, my fall was a failure because I just never made it to the orchard and I had to pick up pumpkins at the grocery store and my kids didn't even get to pick them out this year. So what? (laughs) Like, You obviously had a lot going on and that's just what you had to do, right? So please be mindful of that and whatever we think we're going to get done on the time we have off on the holidays, it's always, always less than that, right? Always less than that. So Go easy on yourselves. Don't make lists unless they help you. Don't make them because, you know, you think you should download and print it from Pinterest or whatever it is. Don't stress yourself out. (laughs) Hey guys, it's almost holiday time of year. And I wanted to remind you that one of the things that I've done for many years is help people put together Christmas gifts, holiday gifts, hostess gifts, for those friends and family that might be tricky to buy for. So most of the products that I sell with doTERRA are like diffusers, essential oils, lots of roller balls that you can just pick up and use and you need nothing else. We can put something together that feels really good within your budget and that will be such a thoughtful, special thing for you to gift. I also have helped many business owners put together packages that work within their budget when they have to give to lots of people. So if you're a real estate agent, a mortgage broker, or a leader in a corporate environment, I have so many solutions for you. From $20 right through to $200, we can package things up, get them shipped directly to your clients or your customers or your employees. And it's super, super simple. So reach out if you need some creative solutions this year for gift giving. Not only are you supporting me and my beautiful business, you're also just giving something that is such a beautiful, thoughtful thing to give to someone because they use it in their home, right? And we're all spending more time in and around our home and it's just, I think, essential oils and things that can support your sleep, your kids, your mental health, even your immunity or your general mood, like things that are going to encourage self-care and spending time, just slow, relaxed time at home being cozy. Those are great gifts to give this year. So reach out, send me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email through the show link in the podcast. And 
I look forward to talking with you and look forward to helping you create some solutions that are going to work for you this year. So the reason that I wanted to talk about traditions was because I feel like a lot of women specifically, I'm going to talk to the women because I know that's mainly my listeners. They've lost the ability to have fun. And I've talked about this with a lot of girlfriends over the last few months. They either haven't had time, quote unquote time, they haven't prioritized or made space for having more fun and like playful time in their life. And I think when I reflect on that, I think where I'm able to bring that in consistently in my life is through these traditions that we've built. Because I see my kids having fun. It makes me feel great. I have simplified them so much that they don't cause me a lot of stress. So let's take the example of the dance party or the example of making the charcuterie board. Like that, I find that really fun for me. I find it creative and joyful. And I feel like that's how I'm consistently bringing in more fun. There is also the need for like unscheduled time. So like fun where the goal is not to build a charcuterie board. (laughs) But, you know, start slowly. And I believe that by having these really simple traditions with intention, you will be able to build in more fun as well. And so if you really love baking, then maybe this year, one of the traditions that you're going to like really commit to is baking cookies with your family or baking cookies just yourself. Maybe the kids just eat them and it's a lot easier for you to just bake them by yourself because that feels good. Then do that. And then, you know, okay, that felt really good. Everyone enjoyed it. So next year we're going to do the same thing. And then it becomes a tradition over time, right? And you don't have to make the list (laughs) at the beginning of the season of what you're going to do because you're like, I already know these are the three things that bring me joy at this time of year and I'm going to do them. So make sure there is a little bit of unscheduled time where you can do whatever you want to do, but it's not what you need to do. Okay, that's the differentiator. So I build in the unscheduled time so that if I feel like I want to go walk through the garden or I want to sit outside and listen to a podcast, or I want to read my book, or I want to have a bath, I can do that. It's just unscheduled for what I want to do. But I can't take that unscheduled time and then fill it with things that I actually need to do, because the need to do's are a totally different list in my mind, and they are often stressful. (laughs) They're on my to-do list because I need to get them done. It doesn't mean I want to get them done, right? So building an unscheduled time is, is really helpful. Just check in with yourself. If you're feeling like you need more fun, be real with yourself. Go listen to Glennon Doyle's podcast on how she checked in and realized she wasn't having enough fun. It's a great listen. I'll make sure the link's in the show notes. And then keep it top of mind. So like whether it's a reminder in your phone or a post-it note somewhere where you're going to see it, which just reminds you like, I want to have more fun or like make time for fun or something simple that just pops up and keeps you really focused on your new goal. If you need to schedule, schedule unscheduled time. That's my that's my tip. Otherwise, it it might feel like a to-do if you schedule the fun too much. So you want to make sure you're you're doing it in a way that it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to do this. Like somebody told me, Kirsty's podcast told me that I need to have more fun. So I gotta add it to my to-do list. That's not the goal here, okay? But do one small thing and see how it feels. Okay, it's kind of like trying on clothes. 
I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to do it with a lot of intention and I'm going to see how it feels. Okay, that felt okay. Or, oh, that felt stressful. Or actually, I didn't, you know, that didn't bring me the joy I thought. Or it was stressful to bake in the kitchen with my kids or whatever it is. Try it on. If it doesn't work, that's okay. You'll just try on something else the next time. But just do one small thing and see how it feels. And if you're really struggling to understand, okay, what traditions should I be thinking about? How can I incorporate these? You know, what am I going to do to create more fun? Just stop and reflect when you felt the happiest, the silliest, the most playful and ask yourself what was going on at that time. Were you on vacation? So you didn't have anywhere to be. That would be like unscheduled time, right? That you could incorporate. Were you around certain people that made you feel that fun and and carefree? Ask yourself what was going on when you felt that way. And then you can look at what helped you get there. So if it was when you were on vacation, was it because you were by the water? Or was it because you were in nature? Or was it because you didn't have any meetings later that day? And then that's how you can incorporate it. So you kind of are a little bit like you're recreating the moment or you're tricking yourself a bit. So maybe you need to schedule the unscheduled time. (laughs) I'm hoping this is making sense. (laughs) You need to schedule the unscheduled time on a Sunday morning because you don't have any meetings later, as opposed to trying to do the unscheduled fun time at like 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? All right. So... The goal here is really for you to feel your best, right? It's like when we are having playful, fun, joyful moments, we feel good. Our brain feels good. You know, we're smiling more and we're laughing and we're creating memories with our kids. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is photo shoots, okay? I know at this time of year, so many women do photo shoots. They do family photo shoots. And they can be really stressful. I was looking back over some old family photos recently and I was like, I knew exactly the amount of stress I was going through when I looked at myself in those pictures. I was like, I remember trying to pick everybody's outfits, trying to get there on time, make sure it was timed well with naps. Like, where were we going to be? Was the weather going to be good? What kind of snacks did I need? What kind of like bribery snacks did I need? Like all the things, right? All the things. This year, I walked down from my house to the beach and brought my friend with me and she took some beautiful pictures of us. And I feel so, so grateful for this. (laughs) Truly like this beautiful night, beautiful weather. The sunset was gorgeous and it all just kind of fell into place and felt pretty magical. But when I look back on it, I I realized that I really wasn't fussed with what the kids were wearing and they could they felt that like they felt different and it felt easier because I really wasn't super fussed on it. The reality is like, unless you dress your family every single day, like you are going to in this photo shoot, why even bother (laughs) to have this like perfectly matching look on your family for the photos when that's not how you look all the rest of the days of the year? It doesn't really make any sense. I did, you know, I definitely made some suggestions on what they could wear. And I gave them a couple of different options because obviously as moms, we want like a certain maybe look or feel for our photos. But also so many of the greatest photos were where I could tell that my kids were looking at me with genuine love and happiness, but they weren't looking straight at the camera. 
And I had no expectations for these pictures. And I think that's really important. It's like if you have this very specific look in your mind, very specific poses and very specific outcomes, you you could be really disappointed or you could be really stressed during the photos. Pinterest can be, you know, great. And it can also be not so great if it's helping you kind of like solidify what you want in your mind, then you're not able to just kind of go and be in the moment, right? So don't feed your kids a bunch of sugar before you go to these photo shoots. Make sure that's the after, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a treat after (laughs) kind of bribe so that they are, you know, that they're feeling good and they're not feeling really like chaotic inside during the photos. And you know, talk with your photographer beforehand so you can feel really comfortable around them and pick somewhere where your kids and your family are going to feel really comfortable. Don't make it really long. Keep it really short and do what you need to do. Mama, do what you need to do for yourself to feel really good heading into this. If that means taking a day off and going to get your hair done, if it means going to bed early, if it means all the self-care, the week leading up, like you do what you got to do. Okay. I love having beautiful photos to look back on. I think it's a really great way to support a local business owner, usually the photographers, and also just to invest back in making memories and traditions with your family and capturing those special moments at my favorite time is in the fall. Yeah, I love family photos, but I also know that they can be a really stressful tradition for people. And so like, let's make this the year that you let go of the grip of the need to have the perfect family photo and just sink into it. Just enjoy it. Put on your tie dye. Remember, because I want the tie dye Christmas photos coming in. Maybe the other thing to consider is Going back to maybe this is just not your year for expensive traditions, which maybe it's just not your year. Maybe your financial situation hasn't changed at all, but it's still just not the way you want to spend your money. So get everybody into their Christmas pajamas or their regular pajamas or a beautiful fancy outfit and sit on the couch and set up the tripod and just take your own pictures. As long as you're facing a window, right? A light source, you're going to get a great photo. So you want to make sure you have that natural light facing you. And if you're outside, if it's sunny, make sure you go in the shade because you kind of want overcast or shade when you're taking a picture outside. All right. So I hope those tips help you. And I hope that you just enjoy those photos. Make sure you take them, whether you take them yourselves or go to a photo shoot, but don't overthink it. Let go. Keep it simple. Don't have any expectations. All right. I hope I've inspired you to go make some family memories and traditions for yourselves and to incorporate more fun. And thank you for listening. As always, I really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks for listening to Embrace Simplified, the podcast. I hope you picked up some inspiration today and that you take action to feel your best. Can you guys do me a solid? If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. It helps more people find the podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, shoot them a text right now and share it. I love getting those notes from friends. And I also love seeing where you're listening from. So please keep tagging us online at Embrace Simplified. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch new episodes as they drop. 
Until next time, I'm your host, Kirsty. Remember, you have it in you to simplify your life. <laughs>